You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. Throwing another one in the long box this week. Yeah, we're marching along to Christmas. We're finishing up the year. That's right. You know, um, a, a pretty incredible movie that uh, came out this week, this past weekend. If you haven't gone to, see, if you read comic books and you haven't gone to see Spider Man into the Spider Verse yet, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You're missing out too. I mean, that movie, you know, you, like. It's great because a lot of us probably associate with the typical Parker luck, mm-hmm. but sometimes we don't get that happy ending, that happy joyousness. That movie can give you that, <laughs> <laughs> or at least gives you hope. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I went in there, I would, I felt happy when I left. Like I was just like, man, that was, it was a great movie and a fun time. Like you can't get more for your dollar. We uh uh, or I don't say we, but I going into it like I had heard from all these reviewers and people that got to see it beforehand and stuff like that. <laughs> Best animated movie of the year, best comic book movie, you know, of all time, best uh, Spider Man, best Spider Man movie, movie yeah. of all time, and I was like, I can't be that great, but <laughs> geez, man, it is so good. Best comic book movie of all time, I don't know about that, but best Spider Man movie of all time, yeah, 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 I could say that. Well, it was finally neat to see the universe where I'm Spider Man. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm happy and sad at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty incredible. That they would include the world that Sam Raimi created with his Spider-Mans. Yeah, I thought that was it. Was you know that was I guess and you maybe, see it in the trailer, so we're not giving yeah, anything away. I, I think it was so neat to revisit that world. Yeah, you know because it's like when you go back to Spider-Man three, and yes, I know the dancing, and don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> but anyways, like that world was a beautiful world, like just the color, the lighting, and everything. And then, unfortunately, you know, Spider-Man 3 happened. And I, I kind of felt like it definitely ended with like, hey, we are going to do Spider-Man 4. Don't worry. And then it never happened. And it's mm-hmm. just like, well, what goes on with Harry and Pete and MJ and all this stuff? And it's like, well, okay, in that world, you get to revisit it a little, you know? And so it was it was just neat to go back. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like seeing that moment when they, and they show it in the trailer when he's in front of the train, both arms webbed out to stop it. I just feel like they did such a good job of recapturing the color. Like, I mean, it's weird. I don't know how to explain it. it just, <laughs> but, like, the lighting and the color that Sam had for his Spider-Man movie, I felt like this one also found a way to capture that as well. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about that more later on because we're going to talk about the first appearances of Miles Morales. So, because if you don't know, Into the Spider-Verse is as much, very much a Miles Morales story as well as a Peter Parker story. Yes. Uh, but before that, let's get to what is new on the spinner rack this week. Okay. So you're going to go in your comic book store. You're going to go shopping for yourself or maybe find some potential Christmas gifts. So here's some thoughts of things to look for coming out of DC comics. We will have Aquaman 43, which continues with the new creative and obviously the Jason Momoification of Aquaman. Uh, we do have Aquaman coming out very soon this month. So great time to be a fan. Batman issue 61 continues on the Tom King saga of his era of Batman. It's been a great ride, so jump on. 
And speaking of that, if, if you're trying to collect more of it, uh, they will have Batman Volume 8 as a trade paperback, and this will feature the Cold Days story. I enjoyed that. That was the story that was post the wedding, and we all saw what happened there. Um, those couple of issues where he was in, you know, he basically bribed his way to be on the jury and, and look at the two, our Mr. Freeze case. I thought that was great. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Obviously, being a fan of, you know, 12 Angry Jurors, 12 Angry Men, however you wish to call it. I thought that was great. Like, it kind of had that moment to it. Uh, and then, if I remember correctly, I think this trade will also, though, include, and this is for you Nightwing fans, um, basically when Dick got shot in the head. Wow. So, yeah, so there's a lot of action going man, on to that one. Collected in trade real quick. Oh, man, they're pumping those out. I yeah. mean, honestly, it's like, it, you know, every issue, what, well, two issues a month, I'm sorry. And then, so you got two issues a month. So it's probably like, all right, here's three months of comics, fourth month reprinted in trade, and bada bing, bada boom. It's great, though. So, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting because I think, obviously, DC's gotten to it, and Marvel's probably there as well. Trade waiters. You know, a lot of people are mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know, I, I want to get the story, but, you know, I'm just going to wait for the trade. And it's like, man, you don't have to wait too long anymore, <laughs> you know? One thing I did like about that Cold Days story is that, I mean, throughout the whole thing, you're wondering, you're like, why why is Bruce Wayne just so upset? at the idea of Batman. Like, why is he throwing Batman underneath the, the, the bus and stuff like that? And then you find out that he bribed to get onto the jury so that he <laughs> could set something right that he, he feels he did wrong. is is so much more satisfi- satisfying. Yeah, when you do get to the conclusion. But I really love those human elements, too. And it's it was great to actually see Bruce Wayne. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we read Batman and you forget about that guy. You're like, oh, that's right, that dude, rich guy, <laughs> he's there. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, this is going to be an interesting one. I don't know how people feel about it, but if you're a Watchmen fan, um, you can get before Watchmen, the omnibus hardcover. This will collect everything with bonus material. So it's kind of funny because right now we live in an era where Watchmen is a trilogy because you have before Watchmen, Mm -hmm. you have Watchmen, and then you have Doomsday Clock. If we ever get Doomsday Clock finished. (laughs) Uh, That's true. Maybe we live in the era of the ongoing trilogy. I don't know if we'll we'll survive long enough to make it to the era of the completed trilogy. Good point. (laughs) But uh, actually, I will will give a shout-out for before Watchmen. I enjoyed, and I just lost the name, but the Golden Age team that was in the Watchmen world. Um, Oh, good golly. But uh, Darwin Cook, he did the writing and the art on it. It was fantastic. I mean, he's a he's a great storyteller. Um, the Minutemen, there we go. There was The Minutemen 1 through 6. It was a six-parter. Uh, Comedian has a six-parter. Rorschach has a four-parter. Silk Spectre has a four-parter. Night Owl gets four issues. Dr. Manhattan has four issues. And, you know, if you believe in the crazy theory, when you read the Dr. Manhattan issues... Issue four is essentially where we actually do see the new 52 being born. Because he creates a universe and he wants to see what's going to happen. And so that's what's supposed to lead into um, New 52 52 after Flashpoint. And then Doomsday Clock and stuff like that. Yeah. How dare he? (laughs) Uh, Moloch gets two issues. Ozymandias gets six. Crimson Corsair gets one. And Dollar Bill got an issue as well so is this all collected in one big thing or one it- big ass book wow yeah i you know i don't know how i feel about those because like i do love an omnibus i think they're great but you know maybe this is one where it's like hey you probably should have split it into two books that seems like a lot of books yeah i always remember i, I used to go and uh, lurk at the uh, collected editions forum and it's just great because you'd get a lot of spoilers about what's getting printed which probably means you're going to get some spoilers about comics 
And I, this one guy posted this 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 uh, topic up there, and he was like, "Help me!" And so I was reading it, and he was like, "Yeah, I was sitting in my lazy boy, and I go to sit down, and I want to read a big old book, and I grab an omnibus, and as I was lifting it, it actually snapped my arm." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of like, "Wow, that guy's got some bad bone problems." Yeah, and that's a hell of a book that's too. A hell of a book. <laughs> so there you go. That's uh, read carefully. Uh, Catwoman issue six is still getting out there. Uh, I believe this will probably run for twelve issues. I feel bad, and I never mean to disrespect somebody's work. I'm sure they're working hard, but I kind of just lost interest in that because I don't know, does it really tie into the greater story? Or is it just like, hey, this is a great option for us to launch a Catwoman book? So I don't know. Uh, Damage gets his 12th issue. He survived a year, but I think, if I remember correctly, this might be his last issue. Um, that's a shame. I, I really wish they would have done a little bit more with that book. Uh, he did seem like an interesting concept, especially when they started tying him in with the Miracle. Miracle. Well, mir- I think they kept it the original way. Miraclo. Miraclo. Oh, okay. I can I can never say the word because the show. Yeah. But anyways, but this issue catches my attention because it's got Dead Man guest starring in it and some Justice League members as well. So that could be kind of fun. Uh, let's see here. If you like your wild and zany, then you can pick it up because DC meets Hanna Barbera will get a second volume trade paperback. So this collects all the extra stories that were out there as well. And if you're a fan of the classics, Flash, the Silver Age Omnibus Volume 1 hardcover will be put out there. It's a new edition, so I don't know what will make it entirely different than the previous one, but it's out there for your consumption. Freedom Fighters will get a 12-issue series. Uh, They're the classic... Um, they were DC comic, well, they're DC comic characters now, but back when they were all different companies and whatnot. So this is like your Uncle Sam, the Ray, Plastic Man, Phantom Lady, or Phantom Woman, Lady? Lady. Lady, and they're all going to be part of there. So it's a 12-part epic, Death of a Nation. So this could be kind of interesting. They lived on Earth-X, where basically the Nazis won World War II. So this could be kind of interesting to revisit that world right now. Justice League is going to its 14th issue, which will continue that one on. Uh, and then if you love the Justice League and you love great art, Justice League, The World's Greatest Superheroes by Alex Ross and Paul Dini. Paul Dini, you'll remember him from Batman the Animated Series. Great writer. And then he's teaming up with Alex Ross to do just some amazing, fantastic books. Uh, Superman, Peace on Earth, Batman, War on Crime, Shazam, Power of Hope, Wonder Woman, Spirit of Truth, Justice League, Secret Origins, and then Justice League, Liberty and Justice. Um, what's neat is these movies, are these, sorry, these books were epic in scope, in my opinion. And now these are characters that we've actually seen on the silver screen. So this book is just perfectly released right in time because now more people will see these characters and we get to see them in a great light. Uh, Nightwing will be getting his 55th issue, continuing the adventures of Rick Grayson as he runs into the Nightwings. That's right. We don't just have one (laughs) Nightwing. We have several of them out there. And let's see. Oh, here we go. Wonder Woman, Diana Prince, celebrating the 60s omnibus hardcover. This this book, in my opinion, it cracks me up because I know Denny O'Neill, like... uh, He's an interesting cat. Um, you know, a lot of people always look at him like, oh, he was a great writer, da-da-da-da. Oh, his uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Hard Traveling Heroes is revolutionary. I've read it. Mm-hmm. It's all right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, maybe, again, living in the 70s, it probably would have been because we didn't have stuff like that. But he just, he kind of, I don't know. I, the guy, he's turning into like a Frank Miller to me. And, yeah. But anyways, this one cracks me up because this is when they gave him Wonder Woman. And it was like, okay, so what did he do? 
he stripped her of her costume. He stripped her of her powers and just kind of made her like a, a James Bond, you know, just this, spy. this international spy woman of mystery. And it was like, oh, that's cool. You neutered Wonder Woman. <laughs> and he even said it. I remember watching a video, one of those like, you know, comics creations. And he was like, yeah, I totally destroyed Wonder Woman. It was horrible. And it's funny because it's like, oh, hey, we know everybody hates that story, even the guy who wrote it. Let's collect it in hardback because <laughs> that's the thing to do. <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, this is a fun one to put on your radar. Coming out of Dynamite Entertainment, John Wick, issue four, and it's part four of five. So if you have that friend of yours that really loves movies and you want to try to encourage them to the comic book realm, great way to do it. Great series. Do you know if it takes place like between two and three? Or is it before one? You know, I, I, I don't. Um, I, I never got a clarification if this was like, oh, here we go. Uh, actually, no, here we go. I'm pulling up the thing. So it's John Wick's first vendetta. Uh, the final war begins. Those are weird. I don't know if that... So honestly, I don't know. Because the first vendetta, that makes me think, okay, maybe this is the first time he was a job, but then the final war. So uh, I know it's it's a completely different story from the movies. I don't know how it takes place, though. But I will say, the art is very good. Like They've done some of the covers. There's a lot of variant covers out there, and wow, they are just fantastic. They've done a great job of catching, catching Keanu Reeves' likeness. Uh, let's see. Moving along, going over to Marvel Comics, we have Amazing Spider-Man issue 12 going out. Great series so far. Highly recommend it. Issue 5 is getting a third printing, and issue 8 is getting a second printing. Avengers issue 9 will get a second printing as well. And then Avengers No Surrender will be collected in trade. This was actually a pretty fun story. They went. That was the first time they... Well, they, they condensed all the Avengers books, so like Avengers... Uh, no surrender, or not? It is no surrender. Uh, Avengers, Uncanny Avengers. Um, oh man, the Hawkeye book and and one other. They condensed them all into one book, and they called it No Surrender, and they released it weekly. Beautiful covers, uh, very interesting story. So definitely, that's a nice trade to pick up and get a complete story in one shot. Captain America will be out with issue six. Um, that series has been fantastic. Tenesti Coates is just doing it great. This, like, if you loved the Ed Brudebaker Captain America, this is its sequel. Get on it now because that Ed Brudebaker cap was fantastic. Uh, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, the Miss Marvel Years, Volume Three. So yes, yeah, she's got a movie. So we got to collect everything. So if you want to go back and explore the original Miss Marvel, not the movie one, mm. this is the way to do it. Uh, Champions annual Champions annual one. So the young team will finally get its first annual in that story. Um, actually, that book will be changing pretty soon here. Two. Um, well, it'll be Champions, but they're going to open it up big because their plan is to kind of have it be their version of the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, really? So, yeah, they really want to open it up. to. I, I don't think necessarily the future stuff, but I think more like, hey, let's just have a crazy amount of teenage heroes in this book. Mm. So that should be real interesting to see. Daredevil, Back in Black, Volume 7, will be continuing on, and this time we'll be focusing on the Mayor Murdoch series, or uh, uh, storyline. That was fun. Um, I got to say, Charles Soule, he recently ended his run on Daredevil. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it was great. Mayor Fisk, Mayor Murdoch, and then the Death of Daredevil were his last three story arcs. Fantastic stuff. Um, I thought it was really great, and obviously I'm very excited. Uh, Chip Zardaski will be relaunching the book, so a lot of good stuff coming our way for Daredevil. Dead Man, Logan, issue two of 12 will be out there. So we, we got the real thing back. We no longer need this uh, synthetic Wolverine anymore. <laughs> He's too old. Let's get rid of him. But you're going to make him hit the floor before he goes. I mean, uh, were you in that 
do you as the writer or maybe even the editor of x-men comics yeah uh do you do you you create it do you do you just kill off that logan just straight up kill him or do you find a way to send him back in time so that he can or back in time into the future so that he can save his family from getting killed by the hulks Ooh, okay, well, okay, so I was thinking you were going to go for the X-Men part, so no, so he goes back to save his family from the Hulks. I think you could give him that. You could? I, I could see giving him that, like, all right, let's cut the guy a little a little break, you know, that way maybe that little bit of hope inspires him to keep trying to change the world. Maybe. Yeah, and then you, you take his son and, you know, you make something <laughs> more from that. <laughs> well, see, like, I mean, you could, because in the original Old Man Logan storyline, you know, he goes on the adventure with Hawkeye. He defeats the the Red Skull, comes back to home, and that's when he finds out that his his family has been killed because of the Hulks, right? Yep. But he's gone at that time. So if you send him back in time to the future, uh, you know he could he could be at two places at once. Well, of. not just two places at once. He could literally take his family out of the house at that point, and the older version of himself or the younger version of himself. That is coming back from killing the Red Skull or defeating the Red Skull. I don't even remember what happens with the Red Skull in that. I think he did kill. I think so too. He could be like he could still think that the family dies, so then his the the timeline isn't messed up. It's just the family goes off to live with the the now older old man Logan. Yeah. If if that all that made sense or not. Old old man Logan. Yeah. yeah. Grandpa Logan. <laughs> no, but I like that. That's a good easy fix where it's like, hey, I need you guys to come with me right now. Yeah. Just get in the car. Let's go. And just drives him around for two hours. And it's like, all right, found this house. You're going to stay here. Don't worry. You know, and then he somehow gets a message to himself. This is no, no, no. I just meant that he, he lives. Oh, on he with, stays with them. Yeah, yeah. So, so that the other one ha- still has to go to the Okay, past that's a good point. Yeah, like he'd that. have to go on that journey. And, yeah. All right. I like that. That's kind of cool. I dig it. Because, you know, I mean, the guy does, why not give him a happy ending? Yeah, exactly. He's and this is Wolverine Wolverine. This is no, old man This Logan. is old man Logan, yeah. yeah. Cut him a we, break. They've, they've established that he's not the Wolverine from the 616, so. Yeah, we don't need to punish him. We, punish, <laughs> we have our own Wolverine to punish. <laughs> um, let's see. Continuing on, uh, we have Defenders, the best defense. So they recently did a uh, neat little weekly promotional. So Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, Hulk. And Namer all had one shots that all culminate into Defenders, the best defense. Um, it's interesting that, you know, Defenders, obviously that title's been used, but now it's kind of interesting to see them going back to the classic Defenders, not the Marvel Knight Defenders. That, that, is, that is funny is to think that, you know, as of recently, people hear the name Defenders, they think you know, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Luke Cage, Luke Cage yeah. and, and, and Jones, yeah. But, yeah, that, that title, uh, that team title was used long before them <laughs> by four different type of characters a whole different scheme there yeah so it, yeah it's interesting to see them come back and be like hey wait did you hear about this luke cage is using our our team name for his team name yeah, what the hell is that i don't hulk don't like that you know? <laughs> well and what i find funny though is so namer in the avengers book they've kind of established him back as being a villain again right you know he's like i'm not gonna stand for this bullshit you know, you guys are terrorists as far as I'm concerned. And then you have, um, so he's going to do this Defender stuff, and he looks like he's kind of a little bit rogue there. But then his next part will be coming into the Invaders. And it's weird because it's like you're hyping the Defenders, and then you bring in the Invaders. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but that's the World War Two team, yeah. the classics there. So that'll be interesting. They got me because Bucky's there. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll try <laughs> this out. I don't know if I'll like it. Yeah, but his Human Torch back. 
I believe so. Human Torch and Toro, or just Human Torch? I've seen only one Flame Guy, so probably Human Torch. I'm sure they forgot. Oh, that's right. We did a big thing to bring Toro back, and let's not do anything about it. So, anyways, moving along. This one's going to... Well, actually, sorry. Domino will be on her ninth issue. I'm really excited to see that that book's still going out. So... the Domino, they're switching. Are they? Was it a miniseries or is it? I kind of feel like going? it was. I thought it was like a six-parter, and it's just like, no, just keep putting it out there. So then, are they can- canceling it or dropping it to start up this Hot Shots book that Gail Simone's talking about? I don't know. I, I but at the same time, I wonder if when they say, well, Hot Shots, what do you mean by that? You got, so it's a, it's a, like a team it's, book. Yeah, it's a team book with Domino oh. and uh, Crazy Inez or. I don't know. I think she's supposed to be called cowgirl or something like that. I I forget what her <laughs> actual name is. You're not supposed to call her crazy, but uh, yeah, her and uh, I, and I'm back. I'm behind on my Domino books because I really enjoyed that book. I think it's really, it's really good. I just uh, I just know that she's on Twitter. She's talking about doing this Hot Shots book and stuff like that, which has it looks like her and the same artist. So then, yeah, that's probably what it sounds like they might do. They'll just fold the book into this Hot Shots. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I must have missed that one. But, yeah, no, I'm glad to see that it's taking off. I think the movie definitely helped put the character out there some more. Mm-hmm. So, hey, if you got a writer who loves what they're doing on a character they enjoy, that's just winning right there. Uh, let's see. Moving along, this is a big one. Good Lord, I've been waiting for this for a while. It's been a tough wait. Extermination, part five of five. <laughs> we finally get the conclusion. Um, it was interesting, if you don't mind me going off a little bit here. So, spoilers, if you've been reading Extermination and you're not caught up on a book that's three months late. Um, (laughs) Extermination issue four ended with basically what we think is Cyclops harpooned by Ahab to the base of Cerebro. Cerebro being spelled S-E-A because they live in the ocean. That's Jean Grey's X-Men Red team. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, okay, I love message boards. It's great to be able to talk with fans. But some of the Cyclops fans, you make me sad. <laughs> they were like, oh, my God, this is bullshit. They killed Cyclops. So now that means Young Cable, or as they like to call him, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is going to brainwash Mimic and send him back to the 60s and have him grow up to be Cyclops. Oh, no. Therefore, he makes his dad. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where do you get this leap of illogic? You know, like, dude, it clearly was Mimic that they killed. I mean, how else do you explain the optic blast? Plus, it's a great cliffhanger because it's going to make you like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did it. They're not going to do it. The status quo. The status quo. Remember when they got rid of the red underwear? It came back. (laughs) The status quo. Remember when they got rid of the marriage? It came back. The status quo. (laughs) Parallax. He came back, the status quo. Now, yes, it took 10 years, but, <laughs> you know, have some faith. I mean, it's not like these people are like, hey, let's write stories and put out books and just completely buttfuck the characters we don't care about. No, they put them through struggle and strife because that's what proves a hero. But anyways, I'm very excited to see how this is going to end. Um, it's kind of funny just because I've been so busy. I, I'm like, what, X-Men is on issue five, so I'm five issues behind. But I'm blaming it on Extermination. I'm like, I'm going to finish Extermination. Then <laughs> then I can read it. So anyways, but yeah. So I'm very excited about those. Um, and obviously with Cyclops being a big character of mine, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I love the 05. Um, I am sad to see them go, but I'm glad to see them go. Um, honestly, I think... <coughs> I think they should have sent the 05 back when it was Battle of the Atom during Bendis' run mm. like back in 2012. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyways, uh, Iceman will be getting his fourth issue on a five-part miniseries. 
Immortal Hulk issue eight will be getting a second printing. All right, so let's get into it now. Here's the big stuff. Infinity Wars. Okay, so get your checklist ready because here's what's coming to you this week. Infinity Wars part six of six will be out, so that will conclude the main series. Infinity Wars Fallen Guardian issue one will be out. So basically, the movie team, Groot, Rocket, Drax, Gamora, and Star-Lord. One of them will die. Who would you guess, Mitch? I would say it's going to be Drax. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the same one. It's Dave Bautista's fault. <laughs> he spoke out too much, and I think the character's going to pay. <laughs> no, it's, it's a joking theory, but I mean, it's like... It was just kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, and no offense to every, you know, every character is every character, but it's like, who's the one that's kind of the, not, you know, whatever about it? You know, like Gamora, she's the daughter of Thanos. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because in the comics, she didn't like that. So she finally got over it, and people have recognized that it doesn't matter because she's the most dangerous woman in the universe. But because of the movies now, it's like, oh, yeah, she's the daughter of Thanos. So it's mm-hmm. like, fuck, that's some backtracking. It can't get rid of Rocket and Groot. I mean, not they, no, those are, that's how, that's how you sell plush toys. Yeah. That's how you sell toys. I mean, so you don't do that. And Star-Lord, he's the main guy, so it's right. okay. But yeah, Drax, so I think he's going to be the one to make the sacrifice there. Um, plus, if you cheat and you look at the cover of Guardians of the Galaxy, when that book gets relaunched, you see Star-Lord on the cover. So I kind of <laughs> got a good feeling he's safe there. Uh, it should be an interesting issue. Um, you know, I feel bad. Like, I was very hyped for Infinity Wars. But when it turned into Infinity Warps, and I love that type of stuff, I got bored with it. It was yeah. just like, eh, you know, like it, it didn't feel like it had the heart. It just kind of felt like, all right, let's just put some stuff out there. But I don't know. That could just be me having a fatigue. So I hope it's on my part. And when I read these issues, I hope they're going to be worthwhile. So anyways, yeah, the Infinity Wars is finally coming to a conclusion. And the two big issues will be out this Wednesday. Um, let's see. Killmonger will have his second issue on his five-part miniseries there. And these are going to be perfectly placed in time. Life of Captain Marvel. So this is basically the rewriting of Carol's origin. So issue four will be getting a second print just in time for issue five, the concluding issue there. So, so. I, uh, I don't know anything about Killmonger in his original run or the character or anything like that. Man-ape. <laughs> yeah. And I know like about the movie, obviously. Right. But did he live before like what's what's the story in this new mini like did is he back from dead or is he, was he dead or um does anybody know, do you know I, I i don't know like if i remember correctly because i think I, I i looked him up and i was like okay i'm curious more about this character um i think he he, he definitely was not what he is right you know what he is now is just like dude the movie version is amazing let's put this guy out there um so he's definitely going to be increased a lot more because of his movie popularity. But yeah, I think I think he was dead. Mm. So I don't even know if they bothered to explain like, oh yeah, he's back, or if they just said like, who cares? Maybe he's the there. son. The one that's in this book is the son. Oh, so he's, of the other one. Yeah, the son of the the original one. Maybe right. I don't know. That'd be interesting. That would be kind of interesting. Nice way to play it off. But yeah, but I mean, he's he's been exploding. That character has been a lot of places. So I mean, great job to Michael B. Jordan. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Hell of an actor and just, man, great character. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, moving along. Oh, Marvel Knights 20th Anniversary Part 4 of 6 will be out. That surprisingly has actually been a really good story. Uh, I was kind of worried. I was like, eh, this is going to be cheap. And I got it. And I was like, okay, this is cool. 
Uh, Marvel Knights Daredevil. Now, this is going to be a neat trade. It's uh, Marvel Knights Daredevil, the the unusual suspects. Um, What I like about this is it's going to collect some issues of Daredevil. And I don't know if they've necessarily been collected in trade, but it's going to have the Daredevil Volume 2, issues 20 through 25. That's when Bob Gale wrote the book, the screenwriter of Back to the Future. He had a hell of a story to put there. Mm. Like basically, he was the one who was like, "I'm going to out Daredevil." He beat Bendis at what made Bendis <laughs> famous. You know, he outed him, and then he put the genie bag in the bottle. And he's like, "All right, my five issues are good. Peace." <laughs> and then Bendis is like, "I'll tell that story for several years. I got it." <laughs> uh, so, anyways, that's one of the trades. Uh, Marvel Knights Daredevil by Mac and Quesada, and this is parts of the whole. This is a great story. It's kind of a a continuation of the Echo saga. So he introduced Echo uh, right after Kevin Smith left the book. David Mack came on, very famous creator and artist of Kabuki. Does a lot of cover work nowadays. Very nice guy. And so those two together created Echo. And she's an interesting character because with Matt being blind, she is deaf. Right. And so they, they, they interact with each other in that regard. So I thought that was a great trade. So I'm glad to see that it's getting reprinted because if you try to get it to complete your set, it's pretty prices, pretty pricey. So now it's kind of like, all right, good. Get to that cover price. If you're a Moon Knight fan, we got some stuff out here. Moon Knight Epic Collection Volume 3, Final Rest. So this will be the third volume if you're actually looking to get a complete Moon Knight story. And then Moon Knight Legacy Volume 2, Phases. So this will be part of the current Moon Knight book. Uh, the multi- Multiple Man series that was just recently released will now be collected all in trade, and it will be called It All Makes Sense in the End. So I think this will probably help explain why he's back from the dead and then maybe lead to why he's the villain in the current X-Men books. This is a series of books I know a lot of people liked. New X-Men Academy X, the complete collection. Uh, I know when they had the new X-Men book being published and then they turned it into the student book, I kind of just dropped it. That wasn't my thing. Um, but it had you know Cyclops and Emma Frost. They were in charge and this was their group of students to see what was going on. So I don't know. It uh, wasn't my bag, but it was definitely something that a lot of people related to. Kind of like a Young Justice. You yeah. Know? So that's definitely out there, and it's a complete collection. So get well, it all in I one. Think I, I think I collected those books. Nice. Um, Old Man Hawkeye, part 12 of 12. Part 12 of 12. Do you kill him, or do you give him a happy ending? Well, we already know, because <laughs> isn't this a prequel? Book? Yeah, this is a prequel to Old Man yeah. Logan. So you know, I, I assume that what you're going to find out is him getting that job from whoever it is that he gets it that he's supposed to, then then that's when he goes and finds Wolverine being like hey I need to I need someone to help me drive across country to to dr- drop off this thing yeah, this is where he gets the keys to the spider buggy yeah exactly <laughs> uh, Punisher will be out there with his fifth issue uh, seasons beatings issue one that's right because comics and Christmas like this is a fun time for the holidays and I love that comic books jump into it so yeah we're just gonna have you know an outlandish collection of heroes and wacky hijinks that basically involve them getting beaten so yeah a lot of fun stuff there so that could be an interesting book to pick up century volume one man of two worlds will be collected uh, She-Hulk, the complete run by uh, Charles Soule will be out there. What I like about that is, again, Charles Soule, he's actually a lawyer, and he's been writing lawyer characters, so it's kind of neat because he's actually making the courtroom drama real, so that's cool. Mm. Uh, to tie in with today's episode, uh, Spider-Geddon, and if you really enjoyed Into the Spider-Verse, I recommend going out and getting this series. Spider-Geddon Part 5 of 5 will be concluding as well, so that'll be really neat. 
And if you did like all that stuff, then pick up the Superior Spider-Man Companion trade paperback, which will give us more stories about Doc Ock being Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. It's a long story. It's a great story. Uh, if you do want to save some money, there's the True Believers set. Those are $1 reprints. So they'll have one featuring Blastar, the Frightful Four, Claw, and the Claw one, if you were a fan of Black Panther, that would be definitely good to get. Ronan and the Cree. if you want to learn more about the upcoming people that are going to be in the Captain Marvel movie, I highly recommend this one. And the fact that they mentioned Blastar, he might be a secret character because mm. why print him? He has no reason. So I'm curious. Maybe that. Maybe that's who um, I can't think of the actor. Uh, Sherlock Holmes' buddy, Watson. Watson? Uh, what's his name? That, uh, John C. Riley? No, no, no. The the serious one from Tony Stark. Our, uh, oh, Jude Robert Law. Dude, there you go. Jude Law. Maybe he's Blastar. Oh. Just tossing that out there. I mean, why do you print a character like that? Kind of weird. Anyways, uh, horrible theory, but just awesome. <laughs> Uncanny X-Men will reach its sixth issue, so we're, we are like two-thirds of the way done with um, Devastation. So I'm very excited because that gets us closer to Cyclops returning. <laughs> and West Coast Avengers issue six will be out there. Uh, that's for all you kids and your crazy comics to go get that. So a lot of stuff out there. Take your checkbook and... Shop wisely. There you go. Uh, what I wa- read this week, um, I didn't like. Like always, I'm I'm behind in my book, so I caught up on some Titans and Red Hood Outlaw. Nice, good books. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, let's find out. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, no, the Titans book is great. I love I love the Titans book right now, uh, with the whole finding the people that got powers like because of the source wall breaking and stuff like that. Right. And uh, it's interesting because the books that I read of Titans are before and after Dick gets shot. And right before Dick gets shot, you have him and Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter, Miss Martian, like at each other's throats still because. Oh, yeah, for the leadership. Well, not so much the leadership because Miss Martian doesn't want it. She doesn't want to be the leader, but the Justice League has put her on the team as as Dick likes to call her a babysitter. Uh-huh. And he's pissed about it. And he and Miss Martian is like I you know I don't I I'm here because I'm told to you know I I would like to be, you guys to be my friends but you don't you obviously don't want that and you're just you know you're being a dick about it <laughs> uh, but then you know they they end up having to split up to go to three different missions and Dick makes the team so that he and Miss Martian have to be on the same team together by the end of it you know he comes to the realization that he's uh he's only pissed at her because. She has powers and he doesn't. I mean, not not really that, but that's kind of essentially what yeah, it is. Yeah, that envy. Yeah, and uh, uh, they they come very close to kissing. Now so him and another alien. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you a redheaded alien? Um, do you feel that that plays to Young Justice, the cartoon series? Well, in Young Justice, it's Superboy and, and uh, Miss Martian that get together. Well, not necessarily the get togetherness, but the the way they interact, like oh. that kind of mistrust, that jealousy, proving themselves. I don't know because I just kind of picked up that vibe, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder if." Because I almost feel like the Titans book. I feel like that's gonna go towards being the Young Justice cartoon book, but in the DC universe. I could see that. I could. I could. I could really see that. Um. I, I think we definitely put Ms. Martian on the team because of the Young Justice show. Right. Because for all accounts and purposes, I don't remember her even being in the Young rebirth Justice, use yeah. the rebirth like world up until this point. Oh yeah. She just 
popped up. Yeah, like, hey. exactly. So I feel like that's what happened there, especially with the the Young Justice season three coming out on the DC Universe app. Yeah. Um, but then you have after Dick shot or gets shot in the head, and um, Donna is kind of like the point of view that you have in the book now. Oh, wow. and okay. she. Now this is the part that I find so strange. She is sitting there mourning Roy because this is also it takes place after um, yeah, Heroes in Crisis. Heroes in Crisis number one, but yet no mention of Wally. Yeah, that is so strange. And then you go over to um, Red Hood and the Outlaw, or Red Hood the Outlaw. He's also mourning Roy, but not Ollie, or not uh, not Wally. Wally. Yeah. It's like every nobody's mentioning Wally, Wally's death, and I'm talking about Titans. Like Wally is an original member of the tight of the Titan Teen He's Titans, a, a Teen Titans, and the Noon Teen Titans. I mean, he was there for both teams. I mean, it's the original Teen Titans, uh, and, and now they've added in that one girl. Um, I can't remember her name at the moment, but the original Teen Titans is Robin, Speedy, uh, Aqualad. Wonder Girl and Kid Flash, right? Yeah, you had the five, yeah. Yeah, but now they've added in retroactively oh, yeah, the... yeah, the red-headed one with the green costume. Yeah. <sighs> I can't think of her name. She was in the, the last iteration of Titans with, um, uh, uh, like, Bumblebee and... Uh, I, I don't know. I can't remember her name, but that's that's the point, is that they just they literally yeah, just... just like, oh, we need added, somebody. Stick them in. Yeah, let's put her in there as if she was there from the beginning. Because I was reading something like that, and I think Donna even said, oh, I remember those days when blah, 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 and she was there too, you know, kind of thing. I was like, no, she wasn't. <laughs> Who is this character? Anyways, I just... Is is there something that I'm missing here? Did they not tell people that Wally also died? You know, I, I, I don't know what to think, because it's like... What, what, what I find interesting... Okay, so there's the whole big controversy of what's going on. So a cover got leaked. And I think it's supposed to be Heroes in Crisis issue 7. So it confirms that there is the death of Poison Ivy. And as she's on the ground, she draws something with her blood. And it's and a lightning it bolt. It looks very like lightning much bolt, in, yeah. In Wally's style. So is that why they're not grieving him? Because he turned out to be the bad guy? I don't know. Um, I just... Yeah, I mean, like, I feel so bad because it's like, why, why do we even have rebirth? Because of Wally, mm-hmm. and he's an integral hero, and it's like, nope, just wash him off everything, <laughs> wash him off everything. It's gonna be okay. Was the character Lilith? Lilith, there that's we her go. Name, okay. Yeah, I had to cheat. I used Google. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I honestly don't. I think she's an empath, but I, I can't. I don't really know. A psychic, yeah. So yeah. basically, so and the, so she's been replaced by Raven, like in the new, new yeah, new book. And who, it's funny because her, her first appearance is Teen Titans issue 25 back in the 70s. And it's like, oh, wow, really? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, she does predate new Teen Titans, but she wasn't a founder. So uh, she may have been like the sixth member at best, you know. But yeah, it sounds like, hey, remember years ago when we used Black Canary that way? Let's recycle that idea. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so then you go over to uh, Red, Hood and the Out- or Red Hood the Outlaw, which apparently I had missed an annual. So I had to go find that even though I was cl- I'm collecting all the books. So I had to go read that, which then takes place after the point where the flying invisible headquarters that the three of them had together, you know, crashes and uh, Jason has gone on the run because he 
well, to me, in the book, it looks like he kills the penguin. I mean, he shoots him straight in the head yeah. <laughs> at point blank. But apparently, he didn't kill him, and and Batman kicked the crap out of him for no reason. Like he beat him bad. Damn. Like it. Like like you know the Red Hood helmet that he used to wear. Right. Batman kicked him so hard to split that in half. So that's why he doesn't wear the mask. <laughs> he doesn't wear that mask anymore. But like <sighs> that thing takes that thing takes shots from from guns. It takes bullets and it doesn't break. You're gonna tell me that Batman kicked him hard enough that. It, Crack that in half. Because Batman can. <laughs> he does <laughs> whatever. He does whatever a bat can. <laughs> so then you get to like. So it's, it's essentially he's the the annual is him and Roy, kind of. Uh, it's it's after Batman has kicked the crap out of Jason and he's recovering, and Roy has like taken him to go recover somewhere. And he even mentions it, and he's like, hey, you know, I think I'm going to go check out this this uh, sanctuary. Like, you, maybe you should think about it, too. Oh, wow. And he's like, no, nah, no, I'll, I'll have my own way of working through stuff. Good idea. <laughs> but he's he's uh, he's sitting there working out, and he's trying to get better, and he's he's trying to aim his, the guns and shit like that. And uh, Roy's like, oh, you know what? I need your I might need your help on this, this case. Uh, you know, there's these drugs that are being run. And he's like, all right, well, I'll do that since I'm not going to be red hood anymore i can't work in gotham anymore essentially mm-hmm. so the next issue is the the first issue where it's red hood the outlaw and he he goes on the look for uh this this rundown this these drug guys that he's supposed to be looking for and then uh like on the bus he's taking bus uh, like a greyhound <laughs> and uh like the, these guys try to uh rob rob the bus or something like that i don't remember but he—that's essentially—he's—he's—he's he's, he's getting his new costume out and, and beating the crap out of these guys. Uh, then when, um, oh no, that's what it was. It was—it was—it was an FBI agent was in the middle of the road, and he gets the bus driver to stop because on this Greyhound bus he's the only passenger, and the bus driver stops because the the FBI agent she's she's on the ground like on the middle of the road oh, bleeding okay. to death. So she's out, yeah. And she, uh, she's like, you can't. You, I need you to call the the cops or something like that. You know, these the these this biker group is after me and stuff. Like they're trying to kill me. So essentially, this is setting up Jason's new uh, status quo love. And all no, that. not love, but it's she's like his his Gordon. Oh, okay. His, so his oracle, his resource, his his cop resource. Yeah, but since he's not going to be in Gotham anymore, he needs something that's more national. So you got Perfect an FBI agent. Yeah. So. Her partner has been killed by this gang. She's she's about to die. He he breaks out his new costume and stuff like that. And she's like, "All right, I'm gonna arrest you because you're Red Hood and you're wanted because you tried to kill the the penguin and stuff like that. And you're 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 a murderer and an outlaw and stuff like that." He's like, "Ah, that's funny." And then he walks away. <laughs> so then you get to the end of the issue where he's he's in this diner and uh this the he's 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 gone in there and it's a bunch of truckers that are running the drugs and stuff like that. And he goes to uh, pick a fight with one of them, and he's like, "Look, I know what you're doing. You know, you, you know, you need to step away from it and tell me who your boss is and stuff like that." And then, as that's happening, you see everybody else in the diner kind of getting up to go after him. So then he starts fighting everybody because he's Jason Todd, and he can kick everybody's ass. Well, he he gets into a moment where he might he might not be able to 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 handle it, and it's a bit off morning too. <laughs> Batman shows up. Oh, well. 
is is he Batman or is he Bruce Wayne at that moment? I can't remember, but he he helps, kicks people's asses, and then like he get he, like Jason turns to him and goes, "Hey, if you're here to take me back to Gotham or whatever, I got your message. I'm staying out of Gotham, kind of thing." He's like, "No, no, 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 wait, calm, calm down. I need to tell you something. It's Roy. Roy's dead." And oh, wow. he's like, he's like just there for him. He's like, you know, he says something. He goes like, I know, I know you hate me and stuff like that. And he goes, I don't hate you. That's not the point. He's like, I, I loved you just as much as I love every, all, all the, the other ones. But you just, you're, you're thick headed or something like that. Or you're hot, you know, he, I think Jason says something to the point. Well, where do you think I get it from? <laughs> Throws it back on him. Yeah. But it was a good issue. It was a good ending. Cause like, I mean, even though it's, it's, it's sad that he's getting the, of course, Roy is his best friend. Like, I don't know. Do you ever get get that impression that Roy and Jason were best friends? I mean, I guess when New Red Hood, yeah, but New not 52. before. Yeah, not Red before. Hood and the yeah, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Was it no. Outlaws then? Oh man, I can't. I, I want to say it was Outlaws, but Outsiders, Outsiders, Red Hood and the yeah. Outsiders. Um, when that started, they became really. I mean, they were obviously really good friends, but yeah, they they definitely make it make him out to be, well, he's always been my best friend. Well, I kind of felt like uh, the way I looked at that when they did that in the New 52, it was kind of like, okay, we want to take Dick and bring him back to the Bat offices. So we want Nightwing back. So if we have him in the Batman side of stuff, then that means he's going to be with Barbara. He's going to hang out with Damien and Tim. All right, but what about Starfire? And what about Roy? And what about the others? All right, who's good enough to be Dick but not Dick? Hey, take <laughs> we, that Jason kid. Use we, him. There we, we know go. this one. Yeah. Because even there, I think they kind of put those two in a relationship, and it's like those two are never really linked together. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, it, once again, they don't mention Wally, and I, I think it's very strange. Yeah, I'm very curious to know what's going to happen in that case. Because if you're okay with it, it's not necessarily a spoiler, but if it turns out to be true, it could be a, sto- a spoiler. But it was just a theory. So obviously, they just brought back Hunter Zolomon, mm-hmm. and he is Wally's Zoom. Right. So who better to torment Wally and make him better than to screw up his life even more so? Because <laughs> maybe Zoom is like, why the hell would you go to therapy? You've got me. So Sanctuary is only going to help these characters, you know, be weaker because, you know, some people perceive therapy that way. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what Zoom does. And he's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix that for you. So that could be really interesting to see. So did you have something that you read this week? So this week I um, I read I, I tried to keep up with some of the newer comics. Um, had some interesting stuff here. Let me see. I was oh no I lost it. So I was reading a uh, Spider or Spider Geddon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it. Um, ben Riley made an appearance in that, and it's refreshing because. His book, which I championed for the two plus years that it was out there, and I loved it, and it just ended on such a horrible, sour note. Um, I'm glad to see that he's there, but I'm very scared because basically spider Ock has walked him over to the bad guys and is like, here you go, feast on this guy, peace. <laughs> you know. So I don't know if Ben's going to make it out of the story alive. Uh, I hope he does, but you never know. Uh, X-Men Red had its 11th issue and it ended. And Tom Taylor, I feel so bad for him. I feel like every time he goes to Marvel for work, they're like, yeah, we totally got this great idea and we want you to do it. So he wrote whatever it was, the Iron Man when he was in the silver suit and he was real like, this was after Access. So basically Tony went back to being like a drunk and a jerk. And it's like, okay, so he was writing that book and then it got canned Mm because it's like, oh, status quo. All right. Hey, we're going to give you Wolverine. That's right. Laura Kinney is finally going to be Wolverine. You're going to write this book. All right, cool. Status quo. 
All right, or we're going to give you X-Men Red. Jean Grey's back. We want her own team. Yeah, all right. Status quo. You know, so I just feel so bad for him. But anyways, I think he did a great job. I enjoyed X-Men Red overall. Um, it was, I mean, it, it was kind of neat to basically see, like, yeah, when the X-Men get their backs up against the wall, they have to do something to survive. Uh, so it was just kind of interesting to see how Gene would handle this stuff, kind of like, I mean, we saw for the better part of a decade how Scott would do it and, and then how Wolverine would do it. So now we're here. Uh, I really did enjoy it. I like the way that they beat Cassandra Nova with empathy. Mm. So when Cassandra Nova reformed herself, um, she got to a point where she was just chaos, rage, and anger. And so Jean kind of opened her up. And I did like that the best way they could defend themselves was they like all the heroes are wearing Magneto helmets. <laughs> so that way Cassandra Nova can't get in there. Right. So that was really cool. That was a neat visual to see. Uh, so I definitely recommend reading that. Um, I also, I, I'd have to say the book of the week, and this was a just a, like, wow, a beautiful read. Again, from Tom Taylor, Batman Annual 3. This is the third annual from the Batman books that I've enjoyed. Thank you. Because like like I said, there was a year where the annuals started up again, and I was like, oh, all right, I'll try it. I liked it. The second year, some of them were shit. And now we're at the third year, and this one was great because it had an Alfred story. And Tom Taylor can write Alfred. I mean, you just go read Injustice, and that's all you need right there. But anyways, in this one, you know, it kind of deals with the fact that Alfred's got to wait up. You know, so it shows, you know, like Alfred's like, okay, you know, Bruce, you're going to go out there. I'm going to wait till you come back and we'll see how that goes. And Bruce is like, oh, it's okay. You don't need to wait for me. I'm Batman. And so he goes out and he basically gets his ass kicked and they rip open his guts, you know, like or he gets like a really good puncture wound. So he finally makes the call. He's like, Alfred, I need you here. I need, you know, I need assistance. So you see Alfred put on a Batman cowl and get in the Batmobile and drive. So here's this butler <laughs> with a Batman. <laughs> it was just such a great visual. And even Alfred gets out there. He winds up having to fight some of these guys. He gets beat up a little bit, but, you know, they, they fend everybody off. They get Bruce into the vehicle and they go to Leslie Tompkins. Now, the part I did find funny, though, Leslie Tompkins is now very conveniently young. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Cause Gotham, yeah, exactly." And I was laughing because I always felt like maybe it should have been Alfred and Leslie right. who kind of were Batman's parents, you know. Um, but anyway, so Leslie was talking and she was like, "Yeah, you know, Bruce is really stubborn. He cannot go out. Like this is a wound that he cannot go out. He, there is no patrol or anything like that." And he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna stay up and watch over him." And she's like, "You can't. You have a, you know, like you're severely hurt. You need rest as well." And he's like, "But I need to watch him." Because I can't let him leave. And she's like, well, now do you see where he gets it from? Mm-hmm. And then it's like and he has this moment. And then, of course, they kind of keep talking about something like, well, don't you know what today is? Don't you know what today is? Or I guess, no, actually, don't you know what tomorrow is? No. And so it's like, well, right now it's coming out Christmas. You're like, well, OK, are they hinting at Christmas or something? What's going on with that? So finally, Alfred passes out on the couch. So then he wakes up and he's in bed tucked in and he's like, oh, my God, where am I? And then Bruce is kind of waiting on him, and he's like, I'm not going to go out on patrol tonight. I understand that, you know, obviously this is the one time where I'll be doing more damage. So, you know, I had Spoiler and, and Duke go out and do more stuff. And so then, like, he, he serves him, and then you see a little card, Happy Father's Day. And it's like, oh, man, that's awesome. That was really good. So I, I highly recommend go out there and get that one because those annual stories have been fantastic. So those are some of the books I read. Uh, the last thing that I did read ties into what we're going to talk about. Uh, I read Spider-Man. So it was a five-issue miniseries back in the day uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Sarah. Gosh, I can never say her name right. Uh, 
Pichelli, Sarah Pichelli. And those two are actually the co-creators of Miles Morales. So this was the book that Joe Quesada said would mean Marvel has nothing better to do. If we have the Marvel Ultimate Universe meet the regular 616, then we've run out of stories to tell. (laughs) But I'm glad they ran out of stories to tell because this was a fantastic story. Um, If you enjoyed the movie and you want to see more of the comic book adaptations of it, I highly recommend putting this five-part miniseries on there. Um, It is a Brian Michael Bendis book, so it's going to read fast. Very quick. Yeah, I I read it and I was like, wow, that was one great comic book I just read. (laughs) Soak in as much of the art as you can. Yes. So, but yeah, let's jump into it. Today, we want to feature and focus on Miles Morales, the new Spider-Man of a new era. So, yes, we had the Ultimate Spider-Man storyline, or the Ultimate Universe, open up in, what, 2001? Yep, right after Spider-Man the movie came out. Right after Spider-Man the movie came out. The idea was, hey, we need an updated Spider-Man origin, uh, one for teenagers of this year, or, or this era, this generation. From that spawned out... All the rest of the Ultimate Universe, Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Ultimates, uh, then they constantly had, not constantly, but they had um, crossover events within their own universe. Yeah, they did a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. But man, they were devastating events. Ultimatum, where they killed like half the characters in their universe. Oh my goodness. So many people, so many of our heroes died, which I thought was kind of great because it it pushed... Um, you didn't know what would happen. You didn't, well, you didn't know what was going to happen, but it pushed writers to make lesser-known characters more formidable. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, then uh, you have what was it, what was the the event that Spider-Man was a part of that you thought that that's where he was dying, but he ends up dying in his own book. Oh, so Peter sh- Parker. Shoot, I, um, I can't remember. He's so he he in the in the the crossover event. He's on. Brooklyn Bridge or the George Washington Bridge, one of the two, some bridge over in New York. Because yeah, he gets shot. He gets shot by the Punisher because the Punisher is supposed to be taking the shot to, to fight whoever it is that or to shoot whoever it is that Cap is fighting. I can't remember who, but uh, uh, Spider-Man accidentally gets in front of gets in the middle of the shot between the Punisher and the target. So Cap's like, oh, no, what, what have we done kind of thing? I, I You know, it sucks. And then he kind of takes him back to his home. And you think that's where he's dying, but they're <laughs> nope. like, nope, nope, nope. We still got Spider-Man book to do. So as he's there recovering from this this bullet wound in his abdomen, uh, that's when Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn, yeah, the Green Goblin of that universe, and not just like not just like in a suit on a Goblin glider kind of Green Goblin that you see in Six One Six. He's mutated his body so that he looks like a giant green monster, and. And that's where it, it ends, where it began. You know, Norman Osborn and Peter Parker fighting to the death. Yes. And it happens right on Peter Parker's lawn in yeah. the middle of Queens. His grandmother, or his grandmother, his Aunt May, Mary Jane, everybody's sitting there watching as this happens. He dies, straight up. Ultimate Spider-Man is dead. From there, you have Ultimate Fallout, which is the... Well, I guess that's what it was called. Yeah, I was just looking in there. I can't. I guess it no, was it, just it, Fallout. Was it Fallout? Yeah, Ultimate Comics Fallout. But I always thought of Fallout as this was like this once is, that big Avengers storyline culminated. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. I think it was whatever volume of Ultimate Avengers it was. Because that's when they finally became Avengers. Because previously in volumes just, one, two, and three, they were Ultimates. Ultimates, yeah. Then this became Ultimate Avengers, and they kind of made them a little bit more comic booky. 
And then, yeah, then they were plugging, oh, the death of Spider-Man. And that's what they wanted you to think because it was a play on the Punisher's first appearance. Mm -hmm. This time he actually makes the shot that gets Spider-Man. So they deliver him and then Ultimate Spider-Man R.I.P., a.k.a. the death of Spider-Man. And then those two series, whatever the Ultimate Avengers book was, ended. Death of Spider-Man ended. And then they did Fallout, which was a five-issue miniseries dealing with the fallout for whatever this event is called. (laughs) And and, And then you had the whole... If not this, if not the the country, the city at least, mourning for the death of this young boy who had gone out there and put his life on the line for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and Peter Parker, they you know he's he's outed. You know Peter Parker was Spider Man. He died. Uh, you know, you, and you see how that affected everybody. But then you get uh, a young boy who's, I mean, I, I I don't know. I would would you say Miles was was younger than Peter? Oh, I would say so. I felt honestly, I felt like he was like not even a teenager, like maybe twelve. Yeah, he did seem I really felt like he small, was really young. Uh, we start we start following around his story of like he's this kid in Brooklyn. He's getting accepted to this uh, prestigious uh, prep school academy on a scholarship, and you know around that time they had those doc that documentary about a very similar school in New York that would go out and there would be a lottery. For kids that yeah, couldn't to afford this. to be there to be to 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 get into that school, I think, and uh, and they they do that they depict that in the comic, and you come to find out that he's the nephew of the Prowler, the Ultimate Universe Prowler, and one time when the Prowler had stolen something from Oscorp, the spy one of the other spiders that was there that that was a part of the experiment that bit Peter. Like stowed away on the prowler's clothes, so he, so Miles, when hanging out at his uncle's house, gets bit by one of the same spiders that bit Peter. It also gives him spider powers. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was neat. I really like how they tied him into with the prowler because mm-hmm. he was the prowler. I, I think he's got an amazing looking costume. He was just a cool visual looking character. I I um, liked his costume. I like his costume then and I liked it back in the 616. The one that they use in the movie though, the Spider-Verse movie, I right. did not like. <laughs> I did not like it. But fair enough. Uh he's now the Prowler to me, he's always he's just been a thief. Yeah. He's not he's not really a bad guy. I mean, he's a bad guy in the same way that the Black Cat is a bad guy or Catwoman is a bad guy. Yeah. Like he's a thief and he he likes to be a thief. Even even in uh Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, it's played by Donald Glover. He's like, I don't want to kill anybody, I just want to steal things. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to help me with that? And then um uh so yeah, the Miles Morales, you know, gets his spider powers and it's not exactly the same, but because he even gets he gets the he gets the spider sting and he gets the, the invisibility. invisibility. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think what they did with the movie, especially, is they did a great job of streamlining all of that. Yes, that way it's like you still get the death of Spider-Man. You see how the whole like nation mourned him, mm-hmm. and then you see a kid living up to that. And especially, I think it was I think it was neat because I can't remember, but I don't think Miles had any involvement with the death of Peter Parker in the sixteen ten, the Ultimate Universe. Um, but in the movie, with him having an involvement. I think that made it closer. You know, it gave it that that Uncle Ben feeling, you know, where it's like, hey, kid, I need you to do this, you know, and it's like, I didn't do it. I failed and he died, you know, and then you you tackle, you know, his Uncle Aaron on the, to that as well. And it's like, oh, geez, you know, because even then, I, I think it was interesting, too, with the parents, because 
I think in the original stuff, I don't think he had his dad. I think his dad was gone or dead by that point. You so mean I, Miles? Yeah. No, no, his dad was there. Yeah. Oh, he was okay. I, I, I he does. His dad does die. Okay, he, I thought so. Okay, he was there. Yeah, but I, I like in the movie that you know he's got that, you know, relevant with them. In, yeah, in that, and I really like the family was a big part of it. Um, and that's another thing from from Ultimate Fallout till when Spider Man ends, Spider Ultimate Spider Man ends, I should say. And I guess I'd be into the Spider Verse. Uh, well, so the Ultimate line of comics, um, they had Spider Men. Because, okay, so once they killed Peter Parker in the Ultimate Comics, they stopped his book. Right. They did this Ultimate Fallout, and then they relaunched with, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man or Ultimate Comics Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, and then basically this was when Miles Morales headlined the book. Yeah, it was called, what was it? It was called Ultimate Comics Ultimate Spider-Man? I think so. That's what I hated. Like, why did they make it such a weird Ultimate Ultimate, yeah. yeah. Why didn't they just keep it Ultimate Spider-Man? Yeah. Well, they're doing everything to justify a brand new numbering issue one. Yeah. yeah. But so anyway, so he had his book. They crossed him over into the 616 where he got to meet Pete. Uh, the Age of Ultron happened where they started blurring the lines and they had some of the characters get dropped over. And then finally, when Secret Wars happened, they just decided to hell with it. Let's get rid of the Ultimate Marvel Universe, keep what was good, and send it to the Marvel Universe and then roll it all into one. Which is interesting because now... Miles does have a new like backstory. I mean, right. not that I'm sure they changed it much, but it's like what you may have read is probably a little bit different mm-hmm. now. Because I'm curious, is he, for it being the Marvel Universe, the 616, the classic, is he still the nephew of the Prowler? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing, I, I, and I don't know. So, yeah, I, 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 didn't, like, I didn't read Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and around the time that... Uh, Spider Verse happened. I wasn't reading comics like on a rig, so I don't I don't know what happened around that time. So I, I do wonder because obviously uh, Spider Verse introduced uh, a young Gwen Stacy as Spider Gwen or uh, yeah. Spider Woman. Oh well, yeah, Spider Woman. Yep. And uh, that's where we get this relationship between Miles and um, and Gwen is from that book, right? Uh, well, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's that book. I think actually that's where they meet. And then later on, they had a crossover between the Spider Miles book and the Spider Gwen book. Okay. They had like a four issue, like they went on a date. So I'm sure there was some heavy flirtation. And Which, then finally they're just like, hey, let's see what happens. Okay. Makes me wonder, like, is the Spider Gwen, that's that one, the one that's, that's in the flirtation and the relationship with Miles kind uh-huh. of? Is that the same Spider Gwen that showed up in Clone Clone Conspiracy? Uh, that's weird because I, 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 we were talking about this. I know when it was going on. Like, how come one seems older than the other? Right. You know because because like, that one like, seems like it's on the same age as Peter. Yeah, like whereas, she was his counterpart. Right. But then yeah, the one in the the date book feels like she's more Miles' age. Right. Because yeah, otherwise you're like, well, which, now you have a grown woman going after a young boy, <laughs> which makes complete sense. Like, obviously, if we can have multiple worlds where there's different Spider Mans at different ages and stuff too, we can have multiple worlds where there's different Gwen Stacy's at different ages that got bit by a spider, a radioactive spider. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, if we can have two Pete's, why not have two or three Gwens? You mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, I found it very interesting. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know because I I didn't really read the the, the Gwen book, mm-hmm. you know, so I definitely missed out there because it seems like at first she was very lighthearted, but then they kind of made her way more tragic of a character. Um, so, with the introduction of 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 Miles, 
uh, I know, I remember that there was a big, there was a big how do you do controversy of like what what is Bendis doing? He's making Spider Man into a black Latino kid and stuff like that instead of being the white kid that we've always known. I always thought it was funny because I remember when he at that time him tweeting like, you know what? It's it's a new Spider Man. I can do whatever I want with him. Yeah, it's, it's a completely different universe. If I would have make him gay, I could do that too, like kind of thing. Um, how did you feel about the new Spider Man? Honestly, to me, I I I I always thought that the I always thought that Miles' story wasn't that interesting. Yeah, I mean, like uh, for me, like obviously when this was going on, this was an era of I'm buying way too many comics. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, Walking Dead. My rule is as soon as they kill Rick, I'm out, mm-hmm. and that's fine with me because that's why I read the book. You know, like if they killed Spider Man and they made Mary Jane get the powers. Even though I like Mary Jane, I wouldn't be reading it because I'm reading it for Pete. You know, so I mean, I think they did a fantastic job with the handoff. I love the fact that, you know, the kid was very curious about the legacy and, you know, the whole web shooters like you built these and all that stuff. Because I did come back to read Spider-Man. You know, I was like, oh, this will be a neat little, you know, story to, to visit the, the ultimate universe again. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. But yeah, when, when Miles' story was going on, I just was like, well, you know, I'm there, the, the characters that are in the Ultimate Universe are that I was invested in are gone. Cyclops, Daredevil, they were killed. So I was like, like I left the Ultimate Comics in its entirety. Because I remember at one point, I actually had every Ultimate comic. Mm-hmm. All the Ultimate Fantastic Fours, miniseries, junk like that. And it just boomed. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like yeah. They're putting out stuff that I don't even want to read. And so I, I started backing away. I started choosing more with my dollar. And I mean, I think it's a great idea because I always remember we joke about this, you know, that one with Stan Lee where he's like, I love the fact that he had a full covered mask because Spider-Man could have been anybody. <laughs> right. He could have been black. He could have been white. He could have been Asian, That's you know. Right. And I, I think Bendis is a very smart man. And it's like, why not? You know, because like. I mean, and, and I laugh because a lot of people are like, oh, finally, we're getting a, you know, a, a non-white Spider-Man, and that's good. And it's like, actually, you've had one since like 1990. Oh, with you the had Miguel, Miguel O'Hara, O'Hara yeah. you know, and and to me, like, I, I love the fact that comics have always been progressive. They just didn't need to make a fuss about it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, hey, let's put out books. Because I remember buying Spider-Man 2099 issue one. And I liked Miguel. Even though I'm, you know, classified as a white male, I didn't care. I didn't. There was no angst, no like you're taking away my Spider-Man, you know, stuff like that. Because it was just all about getting characters. You know, I remember when Rhodey stepped into the Iron Man suit. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, let's see what Rhodey's gonna do. Let's see what Tony's gonna do. So I think they did a great job for Miles Morales <clears throat> because, like, it, it was always tough. Like, like the, the like legacy. Legacy is great in comics. I think it's fantastic. I love it. But it was hard on me with Hal Jordan because they turned him into a villain. Uh, the fact that they gave Peter Parker, ultimate Peter Parker, that send off was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, here's a guy doing everything he can to protect his family. And then here's a world finally recognizing him. And this is something we have never seen with Spider-Man because you're never going to see it with the 616. So it's kind of neat to say, like, wow, I actually did read the full story of Spider-Man. And then to see how his legacy continues on in the, in the life of Miles Morales. I think that's great. I love Miles. I, I think he's a better character now because when he first was about, it was just kind of like, eh, you know, like I felt like they were more reactive instead of proactive. 
Uh, now I finally think they're just like, okay, he's out here. Let's do it. Let's just do some stories. Let's let's work with him and, and have all kinds of neat stuff. Because his uncle Aaron was back, and he was the one who was running around in that uh, the spider armor, the the one from the Civil War story. Mm-hmm. But instead of it being red and gold, it was black and gold. Mm-hmm. So he, he you know he's back to life. So he's going to be a foil in Miles's life. Um, and I think it's great. I think he's a fantastic character that a lot of kids will hopefully relate to. It'll definitely put a new image on comics, and it highlights an image that's been there, but it gives it more power, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, ultimately, it was just a character. I was like, eh, you know, but I mean, you know, anybody under the age of twenty-five, I don't really, I don't really care about their struggle. It's <laughs> like, hey, I've already been there, punk. <laughs> I also think it's funny that uh, if, because if I remember correctly, Miles Morales gets his first suit from uh, Nick Fury. I think I, I believe Fury gives him the suit. Oh wow! Or. Technically, he doesn't give to him. He tells him where it's at, and he says, hey, this isn't for you, and then he turns his back. <laughs> um, then his web shooters he gets from Aunt May. Like nice. He goes to pay his respects, and Aunt May is like, hey, I know. Or like the, she ends up like, think, I think she's like, I know who you are. I know what you're doing, or I know what's going on. Uh, you need these. These are these are these repeaters and stuff like that. Nice. So you get that that thing that you see in the movie of uh, how Aunt May steps in to help. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, the one, the thing that I, I was gonna say was funny is that if you look at the two new Spider, well, the the second movie is so Spider Man Homecoming and then Spider Man Far From Home. From what we've seen so far, right, or what we know so far about that movie, is those two movies kind of take a lot from. Uh, the Miles Morales story, like the whole Peter is in a um, uh, 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 prestigious school. Uh, yeah, for, that's for right. Taking him out of you know yeah. Brooklyn one hundred and one. Right now he's in the academy courses. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you got that. His best friend, who in the movie is Ned, but he is obviously Genki from uh, the comic from Miles. Books. Yeah. yeah, from Miles is Genki because. That Ned is not the Ned that we know from yeah, the Ned Leeds who's going to become yeah. something else. <laughs> um, and then it looks like what we know from what we've kind of seen and heard for Far From Home, Fury is going to give Spider-Man a new suit when he's on his trip in Europe, and it's going to be some kind of stealth suit. So which he, does look like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, the black one looks a lot like uh, Miles's yeah. black one, but then the the the, or the black and red one, I should say. But then there's the black one that looks like uh, Spider-Man Noir. And that one, I think, is the one that's going to be a stealth suit. Yeah, that'll probably be that. But it's still, he's going to be getting the, the ability to go invisible, which, you know. Because spiders are classic for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think, I find it funny that, that they went out of their way to make it, make make this new version so much like Miles Morales without being miles morales yeah no i do find it funny because to me it's like pete's got enough of a story yeah Don't i mean we had seen because, it twice yeah but you could have done something different well they always could have i mean like and again too like i i can't wait someday to see an adult peter parker like i want to see the oh, spider-man yeah. who is scientific and he's like hey check this out if i use my costume and i have the lighting this way i can almost be invisible you know and and like let's let's have scientific peter parker who discovers that instead of like hey it's rich uncle tony and he's gonna give me everything you know hey i just need my my best friend ned to run all these numbers for me because i can't do it yeah you know so that's that's the thing because like to me that's great when you know because someday yeah someday we're gonna see a world where you know spider-man 
comes out and it is Miles Morales and it's his story mm-hmm. and that's going to be fantastic and I look forward to that day because all those kids I mean to me you know what my favorite thing is when I go to these movies when you see people in costume mm-hmm. you know like with the day when we went to go watch in the Spider-Verse I, I think you saw there was a kid dressed as classic Spider-Man uh, there was a girl dressed up as Spider-Gwen you know there was a little kid who had like a little mask and it's like that's neat mm-hmm. you know I love that they get those moments you know because I remember as a kid when you would you know the You'd buy that big, stupid rubber Batman cowl and you'd put it on and you'd pass out 10 minutes in the movie of dehydration, you know, but it's like, oh, it's so awesome to see these kids get those moments. And yeah, leave what is Peter to Peter and leave what is Miles to Miles. So do you have any uh, stories that are essential Miles stories that you think that would be good for people to read? So definitely read Ultimate Spider-Man Fallout uh, because that will give you the first appearance of Miles and it'll deal with a lot of... like The one thing I like was the respect Mm -hmm. because early on you have Spider-Woman, the 616, who is essentially a clone of Peter Parker, just female. So she comes in and she's like, no, man, you've got to... You know, you've got to you got to wear a different suit. You got to take care of this differently. You know, things like that. So I think that was great. Um, yeah, because Miles is running around just like in the movie. He's running around yeah, like in a little store bought one. Yeah, store bought yeah. costume. Yeah, like Halloween costume. So I think that's great. Um, I don't know if it's been collected yet, but sitting in a tree, and that basically collects. The Spider-Man book, which is 616, and that will be Miles' book, and then the Spider-Gwen book. So there's four issues out there for that. Um, I would recommend Secret Wars, but again, I, I actually, no, I would say take Secret Wars off, or if you're going to read Secret Wars, read issues like 7 and 8, or no, actually, I think it went all the way to 9. So yeah, probably 7, 8, 9, and you'll see the bits that, that Miles has in that. Uh, read Ultimate End, because that, that essentially sends the Ultimate Universe into its farewell. Um, then I would recommend Spider-Geddon. Like, Spider-Verse is great, and I've got a little bit of it. Well, I mean, there's a trilogy. Actually, go back and read the other back on J.M. Straczynski's really? run. Yeah, because that's where we first get Morlem. And mm. then Morlem turns out to be the big character for the villain for Spider-Verse because right. him and his family go around eating Spider-Man souls of different continuities. And that was the big one where we get to see, you know, Miles Morales and Pete team up with all these other different spider people. You know, the British Spider-Man, punk rocker Spider-Man, Spiders-Man, a man made entirely of spiders, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, all these great neat little ideas. And there's the Spider-Verse trade for that. But Spider-Geddon is cool because it's the sequel, but this time it's led by Miles Morales. He's the driving force because Pete basically gets stuck on 616 getting his butt whooped. Um, so anyway, so there's that. Um, but yeah, definitely, like I said, you know, the, the ultimate fallout and then sitting in a tree. I think those are fun ones. Uh, Miles, he just started a brand new comic series. They just started a brand new Spider-Man number one. So you could probably jump out there and pick up issue one and then boom, you'll get everything right there. Yeah. All right. right. Now is a good time for him to be a Miles fan. So like we said, if you haven't gone to see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, you need to go see it. If you have seen it, go and see it again. I have not seen it the second time yet and i'm kicking myself because i Marty need to at 12 and uh make sure that you give them all your money on this one because it's so good um one thing actually and I, I goofed it on this one too so i the the tribute the are not tribute the uh, cameo uh-huh. what did you think the, the stanley, stanley's cameo, cameo? Yeah. I, I i mean i liked it 
I liked it. It was bittersweet. You know, yeah. it was kind of like, oh, man. You know, because it was classic Stan Lee, and I, I'm glad that, you know, the whole tooth thing, when he smiles, he's like, of course it's going to fit, kid. <laughs> or you'll grow into it. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, that, that made me happy. Uh, the tribute at the end was very sweet. I yeah. thought that was great. And, and it wasn't just Stan. It was Stan and, yeah, and Steve, Stan and Steve, which is awesome. We lost him this year together. Yeah. Um, but then also, speaking of which, this Wednesday with comics, Marvel will start the armband on the comics. So they'll actually have a black banner, Stan Lee, with his years of life. Um, so I forgot to mention that in the comics rack. But yeah, so be prepared for that because, like I said, like I enjoyed the movie. I left with a smile on my face. But when that scene came up, and I was trying to prepare myself, I knew it was coming. Uh, but I think they handled it very well. And you know, what a great way to welcome Miles into the superheroic life than the man himself doing it. There you go. <laughs> for a price, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you want to get a hold of me and talk about any of these subjects that we talked about today, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-R. Chris is also on Twitter as... Stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. Check out our website, GeekEliteRadio.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to... Geek, geek out! out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.